0: From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we, we salute, salute you. you. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of The Men in the Arena Podcast. This is Equipping Men in Ten, and I am Jim Ramos, your show host, and I am here with Dale Culver, our producer and good friend. How you doing, man? Doing excelente. Hey, give me a man law. All right. Be proactive when parenting and not reactive. And in my group this morning, I had with uh, one of the guys was showing me this app that he's got for his kids on their devices. It's called Bark. So I'm going to check it out. It's uh, So you can lock stuff down. You can monitor things. You can get notifications. And uh, his kids are young. And I'm going, man, that's wise. So many parents Mm. just hand out stuff. And then when everything falls apart, it's like scramble. How can we fix this? Yeah. But he's being proactive. I'm like, man, that is so great. Well, one of the things, speaking of your man-law that hit me one time, is a guy said to me, don't react to others' reactions. Mm. And people come at you. And and with a lot of stuff, a lot of crazy stuff sometimes, <laughs> and you can't react to their reactions just because they're having a meltdown does not warrant that you do. And we as men need to step back, uh, emotionally disengage from the situation, and to to objectively look at the situation without um, making it even more inflammatory. Mm-hmm. And so right. Um, Anyway, I want to get in the meat of the podcast, this is uh, part two in our leading your family through the holidays, uh, or leading your family through the Christmas season, and so this is part two, and I want to tell a funny story I read years ago about this uh, guy who was a game show, he was a game show contestant, and in order to win the grand prize, he had to answer one question. So the show host came on and said, hey, to be the today's champion, you just need to name two of Santa's reindeer. So can you do that, Dale? Uh-huh. Give me two. Oh, you want me to do it? Yeah, give me two. Uh Rudolph. Okay. And Prancer. Okay. And Dancer. So, so this guy said, so this is funny. So this guy said, uh he's the this ex-football player, young guy, cocky, standing up there, just you know, a well-built dude, and with a puffs out his chest, he smiles, sigh of relief because he knows the answer. And he says, Rudolph. And the crowd goes crazy. And then he says, "And Olive." <laughs> Silence in the crowd. <laughs> Slowly, the studio audience began to mumble, and and they were dumbfounded that he said that. And the the uh, cont- the show host said, "Yes, we'll accept Rudolph as the correct answer." But you can you please explain Olive? And he said, "Well, yeah." Very frustrated, this young guy said, "Yeah, yeah, you know the song. Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer had a very shiny nose, and if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows." Olive, the other reindeer, used to laugh at God. <laughs> I love that story, man. I love that story. But, you know, it, it, it just like that guy was confused, there's a lot of confusion around Christmas. What is the true meaning of Christmas? I mean, I've got questions about Christmas. You know, uh, who is St. Nicholas, and is he the same as Santa, right? Do I say Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays, do I tell my kids the truth about Santa, or do I keep lying about his true identity and who's eating those dang cookies at night? But one of the things that's always stumped me is this, this is why do I have to give and receive presents for somebody else's birthday? I mean, that's a pretty sweet deal, right? Jesus has a birthday and I get the yeah, presents. Sweet deal. I think that's pretty awesome. Well, speaking of presents, I don't know if you know this, Dale, but the according to the National Retail Federation, Americans are projected to spend more money on gifts this year than they did even last year. Last year, according to a Gallup study, Americans spent $885 a person buying gifts. In other words, you spend $885, I spend $800, Heather, your wife, spends $885, so between you, you spend nearly $2,000. So this year, in 2019, listen to this. In 2019, on average, Americans are expected to spend $942 each on presents. That equals $1 trillion nationwide this year Americans will spend on Christmas. $1 trillion. $1 trillion. That's a lot. There's a lot of confusion out there with Christmas and the meaning of Christmas, and I want to go back to something that my son James did in eighth grade. I was very proud of him. He was in a classroom. And he said Merry Christmas to the teacher, and the teacher said, you can't say Christmas, that's offensive, it's not all-inclusive, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, James, you know, you know James, if you want to get James to do something, just tell him he can't do it. <laughs> so James rallied the entire student body of his middle school to make homemade signs that said, keep Christ in Christmas, and they prayed to the signs in their Bible, or their, they taped them to their their uh their binders and they walked around campus they taped them to their t-shirts well it finally got so audacious that the dean of students got called uh, to make a decision so james went to the office the dean of students was in there happened to be a believer and he sided with james and all of his kids so they were told that yes you can keep christ in christmas as long as it's student-led and so i thought that was really cool but then i started thinking about this are we keeping christ in christmas I think a lot of the men listening to this podcast are not much different than that middle school teacher. We have completely bought in to the commercialization of Christmas, and we've neglected and forgotten about what the meaning of Christmas really is. If we look at the book of Luke, chapter 2, we read the Christmas story. I just want to take an excerpt out of that. Verses 9 through 12 says this, quote, And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before the shepherds, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all people. For today in the city of David there has been born a Savior who is Christ The Lord, this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. That is what it's all about. It's about Jesus coming in the form of a baby born of a virgin to save the world from their sins. And as as ordained spiritual leaders in our homes, men, We must fight to navigate our family through the murky waters of American Christmas. How you do it or fail to will make all the difference for generations. So again, my default Dale is always GTS it. Mm -hmm. GTS it, and you know what's funny? I can't GTS it. I'm actually Yahooing it, so apparently I have Yahoo now or something. But I like GTS it. It sounds better. Google that stuff, baby. So I googled, I googled, keep Christ in Christmas, and I had all of these articles come up. And one of them was simply, uh, you know, how it's called, how to keep Christ in Christmas. It listed ten things, super simple. So guys, we're not short on ideas, really. We're short on inspiration. Right, we're short on instigation. We're short on initiation. So, guys, here are ten things from this article, and I'm not going to elaborate. You can read the article if you just type in "How to Keep Christ in Christmas." Give God one very special gift every year, this year, just from you to Him. So, what gift will you give Jesus this year? Number two, read the Christmas story in Luke uh, chapter one, uh, five to fifty-six through two, one through twenty. I've been doing that with my family for years. Number three, set up a nativity scene in your home. If you're really serious, make it a live nativity. <laughs> uh, number four, plan a project of goodwill this Christmas. So we regularly would go to the Union Gospel Mission in Portland and feed the homeless. Uh, number four, go Christmas caroling in a nursing home or a children's hospital or even around your neighborhood. Numbers, uh, number six, give us a surprise gift of service to each member of your family. Number seven, have family devotions on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning. None of these are really that hard to do either. They're just... uh, Number eight, attend a Christmas church service with your family. Uh, Number nine, send Christmas cards that convey spiritual message. Number 10, write a Christmas letter to a missionary. These are just easy, easy things. So what's the worst thing you could do at Christmas? Do you know what it is? Yeah. What? Nothing. Yes, that's exactly what I wrote. Yeah, I'm a genius. The worst thing you can do, guys, this Christmas is to blow it off. To do nothing, because if you blow it off, you're choosing to ignore your leadership mandate by, a, by God at, as a man. And you are choosing the American version of Christmas, for the most part, that keeps Christ out. Worse, you've chosen the path of apathy, and you don't get it. And because you don't get it, everyone around you will lose. And I implore you to get it so that everyone around you wins. Be the tip of the spear. Lead them to Christ. Do something, do anything. Just lead those you love all the way to the manger. Hey, guys. Hope that helped you to get get in the game and do something this uh, this Christmas season. Head on over to menarena. while you're at it today. Grab a version uh, the free electronic version of my bathroom book for men. You're gonna love that book. And while you when you do that, we're gonna add you to our equipping blast. It goes out every single week. We've got a blog. We've got links to our podcast. We have a video link. We've got a coaching. A corner for those of you guys who run teams. Every week I give you a coaching tip in there. This is great stuff, guys. Uh, Great stuff. You'll love it. So make sure you check that out. And also check out menarena.org and see how you can become a financial champion with this great ministry championing the cause of men and helping them become their best version. And because of that, because of a a huge group of donors, we're able to offer our resources free to men in underdeveloped nations, missionaries, and active military. So check that out. We'd love to get you involved and on our team, guys. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. Lead your family to the manger. And be a man. Equipping Men in 10 from Men in the Arena. If you hunger to be your best version, join us with thousands of men from around the world in one of our Men in the Arena forums. Join the forums on either Facebook or on the website at meninthearena.org. While you're on our website, remember to pick up your free electronic version of Jim's bathroom book for men, The Field Guide. Thank you for listening to this episode of Equipping Men in 10 from Men in the Arena. Remember, when a man gets it, everyone wins.